Hey everyone, welcome to Tales of Recovery. This episode is called, Why Are We Still Drinking the Kool-Aid? Originally, I was just thought I'd just name it Stop Drinking the Kool-Aid, but I think a lot of us have stopped drinking it, and then we fall back into forgetting that we know some of the things we were trained to do or to believe are not real, and they're actually very hurtful for us and for our soul evolution, but we go back to it anyway. So what do I mean by this? Well, I mean, drinking the Kool-Aid of religion, patriarchal, you know, the Judeo-Christian belief system that we've been spoon-fed since we were young, and even though we don't go to church and we think that that's really a bunch of crap, we, we fail to realize that there's a lot of things that we do that are still maneuvered and controlled by those belief systems, right? And the second part is the soci society's, like, shoulds, the roles we're supposed to play that we think we don't play, but we still fall into. And of course, lastly, the fear of death. So let me begin by talking about why I think we keep drinking the Kool-Aid. So for example, you decide you don't really believe that, you know, Jonah was swallowed by the whale and that Adam and Eve, maybe we were the first people on earth and that this resurrection stuff and you just like, no, that's not my jam. I'm not going to go to church to believe that. I have my own faith, my own spirituality, blah, blah, blah. You have your evolution. Wonderful. But you are still somehow superstitious. Just in case. Just in case I'll do the little cross sign. Just in case I'll keep my rosary. Just in case. I don't really know because I don't explore Right? If you don't explore and have an experience of constant contemplation and study and deep you know, introspection and therapies and anything that you can do to help you do the work and grow and evolve as a spiritual being in a human body, you're going to have the tendency to fall back. Even when you do that, you still might fall back. The, the, what I'm trying to get across here is the programming, like the hard drive that we've been taught since we were young, whether or not your parents were religious, dude, if you're in the Western uh, world, you have this type of Victorian Eurocentric mindset stuck into you. Like this is what a woman does. This is what a man does. This is what success is. This is what's okay. This is what's not okay. You cannot be naked on the beach because that's, and you are not supposed to be smoking marijuana and you're not supposed to be not marrying before you go move in with somebody. And this is a success mode. And this is where you have to go to college and be super fucking rich or else your life is crap. All of these things stem from This type, I, I think that it all really comes from the productivity of, of um, the Judeo-Christian world. I, I really do. And I think I keep forgetting, and I'm speaking for myself, and of course this is Tales of Recovery, and I use this to recover and to just speak what I need to say. And I know it helps a lot of people because I do get some of your feedback. So just looking into, like when you're doing the work and then you fall back into, oh my God why am I walking on eggshells around this person or that person and not feeling like this conversation is deep? And I'll tell you how this happened. We met with some family. I haven't seen them in a while. And it was nice and we know it was great. And then we came home and I thought, you know, nobody really talked about what's really going on. Like what's been happening with the grief of like this COVID situation or, or my mom dying or, or our health. 
our spiritual health. And I just thought, what a waste of time to come and spend, you know, two, three, four hours at a dinner party talking to people and not really getting real about realness. Like, what do you really think about when you're going to die? Or why are we imposing our dreams on our children and then getting upset when they don't do it? Are we even aware that they're not even ours? And so I think what happens is um, nobody talks about it. And this kind of is kind of what happens at the church. Nobody talks about what you really think because then you're not going to belong, right? You just kind of go, you follow along. You were told since you're young that you're very, very bad. And that if you don't use this transaction with um, the priest or the pastor or whoever's there, well, you're not in the club and you're going to go to hell. So, of course, nobody wants to die because then you're going to go to hell, number one. Number two, you keep coming back to tap the superstitious bell and say high five just in case. And then three, it affects the rest of your life. And you can't have amazing, pleasurable sex because wait, wait, that's not what the Lord would do. And, you know, you can't, as a woman, have a lot of boyfriends because then you're a harlot. But if a guy does it, that's okay. And I'm speaking from my Mexican point of view here. I don't know about anybody else, but that's kind of how it is at where I came from. And the thing is, it's very false oppression. So I, I believe the church is supposed to make you feel safe, right? And so you show up. Community is one thing. You want to hang out with your friends and you want to have people to hang out with and spend time with. That's fine. But the exchange, you know, that you that you do for that is really to keep your mouth shut about anything you think is weird or that you might doubt, you know, you can't doubt it. Um, because, because that's what, that's what the church says. And, you know, a bunch of men got together and set up this canon and books and now everybody's supposed to believe it. And really their wisdom, it's poetry. It's poetry to be used to inspire. You might get all mystical and find some codes in there. You might go to ayahuasca and run into Jesus and then just be like, wow, we're really cool friends. But those are experiences. The oppression that the church uses to control you, right, to make you shut the fuck up and then, you know, charge you for all of these sacraments or for supposedly tithing and take your money, um tells you this 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 system tells you that you are never enough not unless you do this and this and this and so the power that they take on you is constantly this you're not enough you're not enough you're not enough you're guilty of this you're guilty of that and so you constantly have to go in and tap the high five of make me worthy if I give you money if I pray long enough if I believe hard enough and the main point of this podcast is, no, man, you don't have to keep drinking that Kool-Aid. You are born light, divine, a fucking amazing firecracker of love. And yes, we're here to learn some stuff, and we do need to do the work to get rid of whatever memories are either ancestral or in this body currently, whatever the hell we've had to go through. But the belief must, must transform into, I am fire and I am amazing, and I am worth all of this hard trouble to work for, and not I am a piece of shit, and I'm born a sinner, and I need to pray enough in order to be well, because honestly, if you think that you're a piece of shit, and that you're like born bad, I don't care how much work you do, 
I don't care how much you tell yourself you love yourself. If that's your hardware, hardcore belief, it's not going to work. You're going to keep falling back and you're going to keep drinking that Kool-Aid. And you might put a little Band-Aid on it and say, no, I don't believe that. I'm good. But deep down inside, some of the actions that you're taking are still probably not going to be full of self-love. Because the programming is super, super deep and super, super duper fucking horrible. So it's it's a constant daily um, work. And so, you know, the more you study, I'll tell you what has helped me. Reading and reading and reading about religions past, like before Judaism, before Christianity, before, 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 and just knowing how like the earth-based religions and consciousness has moved us into these fear-based thoughts really come out of the need to survive. Or they, they began, you know, like, please, 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 if, if I look at the stars long enough, would you fucking send some water down to water my plants? And so you begin this exchange of, like, if you give me water, I will, you know, give you my crops. Not enough water, well, let me kill my babies. Not enough water, well, let me do something else. And so it's a constant bargaining. I think when we stop the bargaining and just acknowledge that this is, freaking miraculous trip what the hell are we doing floating around in this beautiful planet in the middle of nowhere in the universe and nothing really makes sense besides that you really really want to love and belong and to love and belong there needs not to be a club or a key to get into love and belong because that's part of the kool-aid medicine is like well here's the key Here's the transaction. Here's the sacrifice. Here's the money you need to pay. Into And so when you begin to notice that that shit has been made up for thousands and thousands and thousands of years by humans trying to make sense of this and partner that along with doing the work. What do I mean by doing the work? Studying and realizing that we are all energy, that lots of other philosophers have struggled with the same Philosophers and humans and just people in general have struggled with the same hunger, this longing for a deep connection with reality, with whatever's out there. If you meditate, which really is, I think, the juice of life, contemplative practices, just sitting in silence, noticing, and there's lots of different ways to meditate. Um, you you can come to, you, you have access to this experience of wow there's something deeper and bigger than and i can't put words to it and that's the problem with the kool-aid is we're trying to put words to it so we're trying to say well it's like this it's like that and honestly no matter how many books you read and how much information you get there's really nothing like swimming in the ocean and just you know looking up at the stars and seeing all those clouds floating by and that moment of connection of awe of like what the am I doing here this is so beautiful and sometimes it's hard to even in those situations feel that freedom right because our bodies might be experiencing grief or coming out of an addiction or just being like stuck in this programming that you're just not enough to be able to to experience this unless you're high or drunk or after a big ass meal or that everything's organized and you've shopped to the death and that your house is a specific way. And that's another part of the Kool-Aid is you are not worthy of enjoying this simple simplicity of life unless 
you've produced XYZ and all your ducks are in order and you have like $50,000 in the bank for savings and you know, that's the other part of the Kool-Aid is that in this success hustle and bustle society, you know, you, you're not enough unless you do this and this and that. And it stems from, you know, this Eurocentric, I think, or this is just like my thought for the morning, is that if you don't have um, these other ducks in a row of like, well, I've bought the house and, I, and I've have, you know, three kids and a dog and I've had this type of success and this much money. And what happens is you get, you know, sucked into this, must have life to must worth life right if i have all this then i'm worth all that and instead of just realizing that you we don't really need that much to live with i mean these past four months or however many months we've been stuck in with the covid uh situation i don't know about you guys but i've realized well it's easier not to go spend money because all the clothes like all the shops are closed and you don't really need new shoes because you're not really going to work all the time. And do you really need all this stuff? Do we really need all this stuff that we just constantly go and buy to make us feel good? And now never even mind that things are closed. Freaking, you know, you can get anything you need online. You don't even need to go out, but there's still that sense of dissatisfaction. And that sense of dissatisfaction, I believe is part of the Kool-Aid medicine that they give you um and i think the kool-aid medicine is like the pharmaceutical like benzos and all those horrible fucked up medicines that don't really help i mean they might you know get you get through a little bit of a hump here and there but in the end they just get you addicted and then you're just hooked and then they're just taking your money and then you're just controlled for the rest of your fucking life until you die or you decide i am not drinking this kool-aid anymore and i'm gonna do something about it you know and I think there's there's so many other avenues for help and for seeking um, besides what we've known. And we're just scared because this Kool-Aid has frozen us in time and told us, like, there is no other way. If you do any other way, you're a hippie, you're a rebel, and blah, 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 blah. And if we look at what the way the world is, like, kind of set up right now, and you can say, oh my gosh, the world is a disaster. Like there's wars over here and there's, you know, you know, human trafficking and people like all this racism problems and there's like everyone's in debt. Well, guess what? That's part of the freaking Kool-Aid medicine that we've been given because everyone just wants more and money. And if you didn't catch on to it by now, that's all that the church was. Okay, those Christians, Catholic stuff is a government, it was an empire, and they used their system to go out and conquer in Europe, in America, South America, North America, Central America, and, you know, everywhere else that those quote-unquote missionaries go to. So if you can step back, like, from an evil point of view, and if you're still drinking this Kool-Aid of, like, no, I have to have the Lord Jesus as my Savior, just fucking check yourself. Check yourself because it's bullshit. Okay, you can have another way of creating this mm, contact with reality and the divinity of, or the magic that we're even here on the earth. But it doesn't have to be tied to a system of oppression, a system of fucked up Kool-Aid medicine that makes you think that you're not enough. Because deep down, that's 
that's the core issue is that we think we're not enough because of this fucking lie that we've been fed. And even if you leave those systems, there's still a shit ton of work. Like all my friends that are, most of my friends that are like the most loving and free and like really, really enjoying life because I think that's what we came here to do is to have healthy, simple, amazing pleasure. What do I mean by healthy? Not restricted. I mean, by healthy, I mean not hurting yourself or others. But like enjoying our bodies, you know, like feeling sensual and sexual, no matter if you look like the fucking cosmopolitan chick or not. The, the you know, the fake ass magazine stuff. Just knowing that there's so many delicious foods and plants and um, juices and things that you can drink to nurture your body and really drinking and eating all these things because you feel pleasure in your body and you want to take care of it. Not because so-and-so and said, and if you eat this, then you won't die. Um, not out of fear is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> because the Kool-Aid medicine of religion and all this stuff is really fear-based. And as it is, you know, they're pretty good at doing this because as it is, the human body is is created to or designed to have fear as a safety precautionary, you know, signal you have to be aware when fear is coming okay is this a signal that i need to run or is this a signal that is just like a programming inside of my mind telling me that i'm a piece of shit and i'm afraid and so i'm not gonna have that donut because i might die versus well i can have one once in a while i think i'm just currently rambling right now but here's the point here's the point the point is you do not need to drink this kool-aid anymore we can go back and imagine since you were a baby and since you were born that nobody took you to any religious place and that all you ever really did was go camping <laughs> or live by the river and you grew your own food okay just imagine this and all your grandmas and grandpas and all your friends were just <clears throat> always singing songs and telling you how much they love you and how amazing it was that you came through your mama's belly to be in this world with us without <clears throat> and that you were just this ball of love <clears throat> excuse me and that you were just so loved and yeah you know there were problems and people got in arguments but you all talked it out you brought out a drum and uh you did a little dance, worked it through the body, did some trauma-informed yoga, and then you were actually asked, like, what do you really want to do? Well, I want to do music, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. And you were actually able to choose what you wanted to do and change your mind regularly, if that's what you wanted. And, you know, you'd gather together to play music and dance and go to the ocean and scream at the stars, just in awe and amazement. Instead of being born into, this is what you have to do. If you're a woman, you wear a little skirt and it can't be over your knees. And, you know, this is how you have to wear your hair. And if you dye it pink, oh, you're pushing the limits and you're doing something different. Or and if you're a guy, you can't cry and you can't wear pink because then you're not really a man. And if, you know, you know, you decide that you're gay, oh, shit, that's going to be a problem. I'm going to have to tell my person. You know, all of these fucking prisons are part of this Kool-Aid shit. And just so go back and imagine 
what we were just imagining a few minutes ago, if we were actually able to be born into this freedom of choosing, this freedom of nature, this freedom of doing. And if we can like constantly do this, even if it's for three minutes a day, it'd probably be better if you sit there and visualize this for 30 minutes and allow your body and your mind to create this new pathway in your brain telling you that you have a birthright of belonging to the divinity that you are, of this light, of this love, right? And that all these other prison walls of the shoulds and how you're supposed to be and wherever you were born into, you have to check these boxes in order to be loved, is all Kool-Aid. And we're going to throw that into the trash or into the toilet and flush it. Flush down that fucking Kool-Aid that doesn't work. Kool-Aid is full of preservatives and colorants anyway. You don't want to be drinking that. You want to be squeezing fresh lemons into your water and drinking lemonade. Because also, it flushes your liver and it's really good for you. And so, a constant reminding of, especially people that are more my age. I mean, no, I think every age, but, you know, you have these kids that come up with these new ideas. And I love to see oh, okay, okay, what am I learning from them? What am I learning from these little seven-year-olds, from these five-year-olds, from these 20-year-olds? From They have a new consciousness and awareness. And they honestly, unless you're still super like in the church and killing them softly with the fucking Kool-Aid, most of these kids have a different worldview and ideas. And they're aware that we have to take care of our planet and um, hopefully have a little bit more freedom. And may we as adults listen to them and not put our own imposed, outdated software into them watch what we say watch what we do and as we continue to grow in our own freedom from this kool-aid because unfortunately that's how we you know grew up and it does take effort and it takes um it's really like a journey of pursuing this freedom and also aligning that with a lot of rest and just allowing like, hey, hey, you know, we're not a machine. I don't have to hustle for it either because part of the Kool-Aid is to hustle for success and to get the shit done and blah, blah, blah in order to be worthy. So there is that, you know, that um, subconscious Kool-Aid part that's still in there about, hey, come on now, hurry up and be woke quicker than everybody else. No, that is also... I think needs to be flushed down with the Kool-Aid. There's there's a pause and there's a rest and there's a constant need for just sitting and allowing nothing. I mean, how many of you, especially the woman, can sit for, you know, 45 minutes, an hour a day and just do nothing? And when the thoughts come in about, well, you have to do this and you have to do that because otherwise we're not going to compete enough and the kids... Sh- Nothing. That's another contract on self-worth that doesn't work. You know, the Kool-Aid's contracts are these religious beliefs, these shoulds, quote-unquote, and the contracts on self-worth. The hustle and produce, and um, they're, they're not very helpful at all. We, you know, if you're in the United States, this is one of the countries that people are the most unhappy. With everything and all the riches, the studies show, the people aren't happy. You know how many people are stuck on like 
antidepressants and benzoids and all these frick, I mean the opium epidemic instead of honestly you know looking into transpersonal psychology with a woke enough or open enough therapist that is into psychedelics because honestly psilocybin and nature's plants are way 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 better and super i have so many people and so many clients that i know that have healed from these medicines of um the opium like you know the kool-aid medicine which is like well take this antidepressant take this anti-anxiety take this next thing you know five six twenty years down the line you're completely hooked on these medications that you will die if you if you stop taking them Instead of like, how about we do some microdosing on psilocybin mushrooms or go to the Iboga clinic and get rid of it completely. Ayahuasca is amazing in conjunction with integration and therapy and alternative methods that are the new. I mean, I don't think they're new. This has just been going on for years. But in part of leaving this Kool-Aid, because I think if you listen to me and you've been following my journey, you might have similar thought frames that I have had to go through, which is leaving this Kool-Aid bullshit that is not helping anybody. I mean, why are we in therapy to begin with? Because we've been screwed. We've been robbed of this magic and this amazingness because of the shoulds and the we're supposed to fit into this box. This box is too small for me and for everybody. I think it's too small for the world, which is why the world is, I mean, kind of a mess, but there's also an opportunity to look at the beauty in it and what's available for change for growth i mean everything that's happening now all systems are falling and we must continue to pursue and stay you know stay active and go register to vote and do your own transformational work so that you can be love and give love and not be handing down because i tell you what this kool-aid shit is in the dna man so it's un- upon us to continue to do the work so that we're not transferring it to little kids. Watch what we say. And, you know, another word for, for Kool-Aid might be, you know, the ancestral trauma. And our ancestors, I mean, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, 900 years ago were already being damaged by these systems of the religious church. And to be honest, it's so hurtful. I mean, I'm in this discussion right now with one of my uncles who's super duper religious and sends me this petition to sign about how Mexico shouldn't make abortion legal or make it illegal. I'm like, you know, dude, I don't agree with the government telling anybody what to do, especially not a woman with her body. Period. And I maybe should not have gotten involved, but I feel like part of the Kool-Aid is, well, don't say anything, don't rock the boat. Honestly, you're asking me to sign your petition about something that I think is bullshit, so I can tell you what I think. So now he sent me this video about some priest and some talk, that it, listen to this video and then we can discuss. And I already know what the video is gonna be about, his religious beliefs about don't kill people, but that has nothing to do, you can believe whatever you want and that's your problem. But when you're imposing it on others, then you're transferring this outdated software Kool-Aid bullshit onto your kids and the grandkids and other people. And the government should not have anything to do with a woman's body. My body, my choice. It's better to have a choice than no choice. And there's different ways to go about mm, 
loving and taking care of yourself than the government telling you what to do. Honestly, dude, the government should just pave the streets and, you know, create different ways of education, like in ranches and huge like areas of space. Because these, uh, you know, restrictions that they put on people, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. Um, oh gosh, now I went down the rabbit hole. But yeah, you know, I, I, the only thing that I that I can say about this is that it's all tied into each other. Like you can't talk about religion being oppressive without realizing that that's how the government started and that that's how these contracts on stuff forth started. And so this Kool-Aid umbrella, it just has all of these things in there. There's no way you can um, not notice how they're all tied up together. And you can't separate them. You have to break through completely, throw that shit down the toilet, flush it down, and start fresh. And start fresh daily remembering with the meditation of I am love, I am light, and I'm here, and I have a birthright to just be. I mean, I know we're supposed to be different than animals but you know you don't see the eagle struggling about its self-worth or the bears or the freaking you know deer the lions fuck that we can do something different we are doing different we are doing different so i would encourage you to continue to meditate and to explore where you were prison systems are coming from (laughs) your mind prison systems are coming from and if you need help with that reach out do have a program that um a course that i did that i started about four or five years ago when i got out of this shit called soul recovery which is like a five you know or six week course on It's like a study on how this all started, you know, consciousness and the need for religions. And then also a lot of practical ways to notice how this is oppressing you and how maybe if you had been born in a different country or state, you would be different. And this just creates an awareness of, oh, okay, I'm not really wrong and not wanting to live a life of suffering because, you know, pain is pain, but suffering is optional. And so we cannot ignore this. We cannot ignore this any longer and just also know that there is a way out and we're all walking it we're all in this together we're all walking it through so this is it for today this is stop drinking the kool-aid tales of recovery episode and um if you're interested again in in meditation and mindfulness i'm putting some up here that are pretty trauma-informed so they're easier than just regular meditations and if you like them let me know subscribe share and send me your feedback i love your feedback um i love to talk to you guys about that and we will talk to you next time peace out